What's up, YouTube? Tonight's welcome to Lords of the Lombok presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending October 2nd, our first show of October, mm, October. our favorite time of the year. Hell Hope you guys are following along. I just, I, this is kind of my costume, my, my cloak. So, you know, so uh, before we get started, while you guys are congregating, you know, um, every year we always play some type of creepy music, you know, because you, know, you guys are tired of the same old, same old. So let's get things started with a little Halloween theme type music, shall we say. <laughs> The song at the end, though. <laughs> Hell, Lucifer. Lucifer. I see what you did there, Ryan. Dark Say what's good to the people. Oh, happy Tuesday. It's October, baby. And I see a lot of Halloween comic covers on Instagram. That's pretty cool. That's right. And my lady of the long box. Say what's good, everybody. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. This list tonight is awesome. It's a good list. 
right, let me set the over-under on um, what you think is on this list, which is probably accurate, but uh, it's uh, quite the list. So um, <laughs> over-under on Deadpool Wolverine-related books is eight and a half. Wow, that's a lot. But we, uh, we've seen it happen before, man. Uh, let's get right to it. Boys, we're going to show sponsored by friends over at coverprice.com. Go to coverprice.com, sign up for a two week free trial or six and nine a month. You get your price guides, collections, and trends. This here top 10 list that we cover every Tuesday, 6 p.m., as well as the shakers on every 6 p.m. Uh, on Thursday. If you're uh, listening on podcasts, Alexa, play Lords of the Long Box podcast on Spotify. Also, they sponsor our friends over at Bird City Comics uh, and Nearing oh, Nirvana, yeah. which is on right after us. So uh, make sure you peep them out. I yep. forgot to link you guys, darn it, but I'm going to make sure people go over there. All right. So let's get okay. things started right off the top of the bat. As always, there's always a runner up to the top 10. What do we got for that runner up? Is it a first Deadpool Wolverine related book? Uh, here we go. Starting out quick. With the Wolverines, uh, Uncanny X Force number one this is the Isid Ribic from 2010, and there have been a ton of matchups between Deadpool and Wolverine featured on the top ten. But how about a team up? Apocalypse is on the rise, so Archangel and Wolverine recruit several others to form the Uncanny X Force. One member being Deadpool. Every member is a fantastic is fantastic at killing, especially Wolverine and Deadpool. The community thinks there isn't a better team to take down Apocalypse and has picked up the first issue in this series as a result. But this is mostly trending due to the first appearance of the gray suits, specifically Deadpool's gray suit, which Ryan Reynolds wore in the teaser to Deadpool 3 Wolverine reveal video last week. We tracked 13 copies sold. It had a seven-day trend of 164% and a high sale of 20 bucks for a raw copy with very fine fair market value of about eight bucks. Do you remember when Deadpool two came out and uh, and people were specking on the Wolverine gray suit then, and it yeah. was just simply because you caught on fire. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes you spec for the wrong reason. As long hey, as long as you got it though, uh, shit, I gotta find right. mine. I think I have mine somewhere. So, Uncanny X Force number one coming in uh, as the runner up. Let's get right to the top ten with Milady of the Long Box, Laura. What do we got for number ten? This should be no surprise. All right, Wolverine number one from 1982. It took eight years for the Raging Canadian, aka Wolverine, to get his own series. Eight years. And a limited series, no less. Less popular characters have debuted with more. Yet four issues didn't stop Wolverine from cementing his hold upon the comic fandom. But bub, this series came out swinging with a fantastic story from Chris Claremont and the ever-popular art from Frank Miller. There's a reason Wolverine became a favorite of many, and that started with this book for the most part. We tracked 25 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 92%, with a high sale of $800 for a CGC 9.8, with a raw near-mint fair market value of $145. I, for the price. longest time, man, this was the miniseries to get. I think I've bought and sold this set like <laughs> at least four or five different times, right? to be honest. I mean, my goal was to get... I'm going to get all four in a 9.8. And I really quickly realized that, like, that, what is it? Number two or number three. That's the all black cover. That's a tough one. in nine. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, uh, he's like on his looking knees down. Or yeah, yeah. He's on his knees. Yeah. Uh, but it's amazing how it took so long for him to actually get his own solo series. I, I'm Crazy. thinking, 
I think uh, maybe we'll see it on the list, but I mean, it, I mean, eight years later, something like that. So I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number 10 on the list, Wolverine number one from 1982 at 9.8. So for a cool 800 bonards. All right. What do we got for number nine? Well, here we go. Wolverine annual 99. Number one, of Jeez. course, this is from good old 1999. One of the many fantastic battles between the two Weapon X projects. This one reigns at the top <clears throat> for many. And it was prime Deadpool with jokes for days and an arsenal to match. When Wolverine decides to pay back time for Deadpool after he punched Kitty Pride in the face in their previous fight, they throw down. Some werewolves get involved. Another guy turns into a regular wolf after breaking some laws. And yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's bombastic. It's fantastic. It is the 90s. This was a significant introduction for many to Deadpool as young fans of Wolverine were enamored with a quippy Merc with a mouth, not to mention fans in this day and age have been able to pick up copies for relatively cheap before the news. We tracked 14 copies sold. It had a seven day trend of 184% and a high sale of $127 for a CGC 9.8 fair market value near mint raws are going for $23. Wow, that's it. I mean, geez, I mean, you know, like I said, people are just finding anything and everything that's they meet up or they want. But what's up with Deadpool being a dick, punching Kitty Pie in the face? Man, <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. Uh, shout out to Furred Bird, the nerd. Her, uh, Furred Bird, the nerd. Happy Tuesday, yeah. gents, and holla at my BFF, Laura. <laughs> Look at that. All right. So uh, Wolverine Annual 99, number one. If you're keeping track at home, that's uh, three so far. The over under is eight and a half. What do we got for number eight? All right. Number eight, we have Wolverine number one from 1988. See how I foreshadowed that earlier with saying that, you know. (laughs) You called it. You called it. Marvel was slacking back in the day. A full 14 years after his debut in Hulk 181, Wolverine finally got his first solo ongoing series. What an incredible journey for the character, to be sure. While his fans have always included this book in his grouping of early keys, it certainly took fifth or even sixth fiddle to some of his more premium books. Relatively attainable and sporting a fantastic new villain, storyline, and overall development of Wolverine, this book has always been a favorite. With the recent news, it has become even more so. We tracked 28 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 99%, with a high sale of 550 for a CGC 9.8, and a near-mint fair market value of $82. And not very, I mean, it's not that easy to get a 9.8 on this, all no, black cover. I have cover. a beat-ass copy of this one. I, I magnet. The, the spines on these no, were... The, I was going to no, say, the spine is yeah. beat on mine. Yeah, well, they were notoriously crooked, too, during the print. I, I remember I bought, like, three or four of them. They were, like, crooked, uh, the alignment of the spine. So, um, And there was huge print runs on this. They were hyping the hell out of this when it came out. And, you know, this is basically Wolverine in Madripoor, I think. As I said, all right, whatever. Anyway, number eight on the list is Wolverine number one, 1988. His first ongoing solo. What do we got for number seven? Are we going to break the trend? Here we go. Another. Whoa. It's Disney Kingdoms. Whoa. Hey, it's something different. Figment number one. Yeah, this is from 2014. And Deadline recently reported that a Disney film is in the works featuring the character Figment, a small purple dragon who serves as the mascot of Epcot's Imagination Pavilion in Orlando. The feature hails from Seth Rogen's 
uh, Point Grey with Pokemon directive or Detective Pikachu's Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet set to write. Deadline has learned, uh, or Deadline has learned. So we tracked 17 copies sold. It had a seven-day trend of 201% and a high sale of $30 for a near-mint raw copy. The ratio 1 and 25 and 1 and 50 covers for Figment's first comic appearance are also trending. So go check those out if you get a chance. All right, let me read this right. If you said that this is Seth Rogen's company? Yeah, Seth Rogen's Point wow. Grey. You don't picture him doing content for kids because, you know, I guess because I just literally watched Sausage Party two days ago. <laughs> if you haven't oh, seen Sausage so Party. Outrageously yeah. hilarious. Yo, <laughs> but it, it's pretty deep, too, because it's like a metaphor for like uh, religion and all this other stuff. And it's really deep, man. Shout out to my homeboy, Timo DeVale. That's my homeboy from the hood back Way back in the day, I know this is knee high since junior high, man. Shout out to my homeboy Timo, man. Glad you could join us, brother. Uh, there you go. Number seven on the list is uh, Kingdom Disney Kingdoms Figment number one. Damn. All right, let's see. Are we gonna get another one? Oh. Ah, oh, here we go. All right, New Mutants '98 from 1991. Deadpool is back in the news, you say? Yes, and so it's his first appearance. Deadpool's first appearance saw a huge boost during the COVID comic boom before trending back into more affordable territory over the past year. However, that may not last long thanks to the recently announced third film in the franchise. Not only does his third outing reportedly feature the return of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but it also will be the first time the Merc with a Mouth will appear in the MCU. What a proud Papa Rob Liefeld must be. The community is extremely excited, uh, quickly making this the most anticipated film right now. We tracked 40 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 118%, with a high sale of $1,600 for a CGC 9.8, and a raw near-mint fair market value of three eighty. Do you remember Sorry. when this was going for like five grand? Uh, I, I mean, I've had I had four copies at one point. And I sold them all. Um, Did you, you know, say five grand? Yeah, at one point it was like four in the four thousands. It was wow. at yeah, one point a nine eight uber hot. Yeah, but there are a ton of like them. high four thousands. Yeah, yeah there are a ton of them. But uh, before we get any further, let's hear from our sponsor, My Slabs. So you want to sell your immunes ninety eight? You tired of paying 10, 15, 20% or more? Join a one percent revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Uh, interesting comment here from Will Wang. Uh, he saw Rob at uh, uh, Tustin's Comics, Tunes, and Toys, which is my LCS. Uh, the story is that Rob Liefeld worked there in the 80s. And so he he pops in 
every now and then. And the last time he popped in, he just showed up and he was buying stuff. And I talked to him and he signed some books for me before he blocked me. So that's why he oh, got a guy. finger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, you know, he's coming there. I seen him with one time by himself. He came in there with Robert Kirkman at a time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just interesting how small the, the comic community world is and he went on some tangent on i don't know if it was whatnot or something else talking about the first appearance or whatever but you know yo the 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 add is real and flowing <laughs> through that man's body i don't know how he has Cocaine the energy is a hell of a drug i don't know maybe it's real energy i don't know but yeah number six on the list mu newman's 98 matcha tea <laughs> matcha tea yeah mu newman's 98 back in the list again how long will it stay on here 1600 is for 9.8 seems pretty cheap to me but like i said it's the feige effect i think well, sales are gonna jump yeah it was a lot more at one point yeah but it went back down but as soon as fox was bought out by disney and then you know disney's figuring out what they do and ryan Reynolds is, is the master of marketing you know what i'm saying him and hugh jackman have been joking about this for oh, i'm still <laughs> I'm still skeptical about it. I think if Hugh Jackman does show up, it's going to be a cameo and they're going to cast a younger Wolverine, but that's just my two cents. So, you know, take it for what it is, but either way you're going to get it somehow, some way, but, uh, all right. What do we got for number five? Well, Rob Liefeld, this is Wolverine 155, and this is prime Rob, uh, interior artist, cover artist and writer. This book had his name all over it. Uh, fitting for the creator of Deadpool, and boy, does he bring his A-game with this epic cover and all along the Watchtower storyline featuring yet another matchup between Deadpool and, yeah, you guessed it, Wolverine. Not necessarily a hero or villain quite yet, Deadpool was still being developed with the announcement fans uh, and collectors have been grabbing every meeting between these two titans that they can get their hands on including some more affordable books, such as this fun Liefeld homage to McFarlane's Incredible Hulk 340. Uh, we tracked 30 copies sold. It had a seven-day trend of 251% and a high sale of $275 for a CGC 9.8. And a raw near-mint fair market value is $81. This is what I would consider a straight-up swipe. This is not an homage because it just says Liefeld. It doesn't say it doesn't said Liefeld after Todd. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't say, you know, um, let's just say let's just say McFarlane and Liefeld are some of the biggest egos in the industry. I mean, one is more demonstrative than the other. But, you know, say what you will about Rob Liefeld, though. He was very generous when he had his own what, extreme studios or whatever. He was paying his artists a ton of money, which also helped, you know, kind of bring the demise of his studio as well. I, I met, uh, on Thursday, when we have Gabe on here. I'll tell the story about how much uh, Stephen Platt was getting paid like uh, per page. It was some, I mean, he was, uh, basically he ended up being paid like, I don't know, 50, 60 grand for one comic. I mean, that's, but, you know, you know, print runs were huge back then, you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, man, just make sure you guys remind me on Thursday. I'm going to ask Gabe about it, uh, how much Liefeld was paying his artists. Um, you know, but you know, art was what was pushing image comics. It wasn't called, oh, you know, no. it wasn't called dialogue comics. It was yeah, called image no. comics because yeah. of art. <laughs> you know? The story is who wants to buy uh... something called dialogue comics, right? <laughs> so, all right. Number five on the list is Wolverine 155 coming in at number five. What do we got for number four? All right. Holy so we're kind of staying in the same one. rain there. Wolverine 154. 
Uh, this is from 2000, part one of Liefeld's All Along the Watchtower storyline and previous book to our previous entry, we have yet another matchup of the two mutants. After parting on good terms in their last meeting, uh, Wolverine Annual 1999, the two get in an altercation and another epic fight ensues. This time, Deadpool gets the upper hand on our dear, short, hairy friend in Wolverine after being relatively evenly matched. We tracked 42 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 282%, with a high sale of 140 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near-mint fair market value of 24. Yet another affordable key pertaining to Deadpool and Wolverine. I don't know if this book has ever been like more than ten dollars. Then I think about it, I mean, you know, wow, you know. So there you go. Let, let's take account of how many we have now. Over under is eight and a half, right? So yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Wow. So the over under is eight and a half. So we're getting close. What do we got up next? Well, here we go. The uh, X-Men Premium Edition. This is Toys R Us uh, variant number one from 1993. And several sources cite this as Deadpool and Wolverine's first meeting and battle. So we grabbed our copies and read them together as a team. Well, we didn't, but the cover price guys did. And first, it does appear to be in continuity and it does feature the first meeting of Deadpool and the X-Men. Deadpool appears in nine panels as a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and directly interacts with Cyclops and Gambit. However, here's the kicker. Deadpool and Wolverine have no interaction, verbal or physical, with each other. Those points have created a gray area and left room for debate. Does that count if they're in the same room together fighting? Uh, one mm -hmm. panel shows Deadpool amongst the X-Men deciding to bow out of the fight, whereas Wolverine is in the distant background fighting the blob. So what do you think? Is this a first meeting? The marklet clearly favors Wolverine uh, number 88 with a cool cover and a dedicated issue to both Deadpool and Wolverine talking and fighting. Yet this book was still able to get significant traction due to its minor key status of officially meeting the X-Men. It doesn't hurt that it also had a much lower buy-in at around $4 last week. We tracked 43 copies sold. It had a seven-day trend of 282% with a high sale of $110 for a CGC 9.6. And the current raw fair market value is around 11 bucks. So we talked about this on the Shaker Show. <clears throat> and this is the only panel they appear together on screen. Um, you see Wolverine attacking the blob in the background. Then at that moment, Deadpool goes, wait a second, why am I fighting you guys? Uh, uh, he does battle like Cyclops and I think somebody else at one point. But, you know, hey, it's, it's what are we to say? It's, well, what do we always say? It's the market that dictates it. It's not, you know, uh, I hate the I word, but influencers or whomever. But, you know, hey, man, if you saw these other books, why not this one? Because people are getting priced out of, you know, the first meeting. So we shall see. I mean, X-Men Premium Edition of Toys R Us edition number one for uh, this panel right here. So I guess they met. I mean, they didn't talk to each other. 
they didn't fight each other. I mean, but you know, that it goes and it brings up the whole narrative of what's actually a first meeting, right? Is, is it a first battle? Is it the first time they fight or so on and so forth? But hey, man, it's whatever the market dictates. And I'm just Ron Burgundy reading the news with salon quality hair. That's what I'm I say. Ron Burgundy? Yeah. All right. What do we got for number two? All right. Number two, we got Star Wars Dr. Oh. Elbra, number 24 by Ricky Yagawa. This is from 2022. Star Wars lore is ever growing, giving the fandom more to research, talk about, and collect as time passes. With the release of this book, we, re we received the first appearance of the Dark Seekers, members of the Sith who wield red lightsabers. Many may confuse them with the Inquisitors, yet they stand apart. The Dark Seekers are meant to protect the Sith from other threats instead of hunting Jedi, while also aiming to eliminate the Ascendant even worse bad guys than the Sith in several ways. They're a fantastic addition to the Star Wars canon and one the fans should be after. We tracked 101 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 358%, with a high sale of $30 for a near-mint raw copy and a near-mint fair market value of $17. Wow, so we had two books that broke the uh, kind of Wolverine. So let's cut them up here. All right, overrunners, eight and a half. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So this is the last one. If you get it, you got the over. If you didn't, you got the under. So uh, what have we got for number one? Oh, so, yeah, you guessed it. This is Wolverine 88, uh, the deluxe edition. And if you don't live under a rock, you know that the Internet was on fire this week with the announcement of Deadpool 3 and the inclusion and return of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. This unexpected news makes sense to follow D23 as it would have overshadowed the entire event, and they knew it. Uh, while Deadpool and Wolverine's key books are seeing brisk sales, this issue received immense attention. Why? Well, you probably know by now, but this issue features Wolverine and Deadpool's first direct meeting and battle. We tracked a massive 296 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 278%. I say of eight and $10, you see 9.8, and the near mint fair market value is currently 115 bucks for this monster. I think this will continue to grow. I don't see it going anywhere. This is the first battle, okay, so. You know, I have to get into the whole uh, narrative of first meeting. This is the first time they fought together. Iconic cover. Wolverine 88 coming in at number one, the direct deluxe edition variant. So there you go, boys and girls. Uh, make sure you check out Laura. She has to bounce out and join the Near Nirvana crew right now. I was able to redirect. So, uh, Laura, any last words? What's you got? What do you got going on this weekend? I heard there's some small show that you're going to. Oh, yeah. If any of you are going to be in New York, uh, Bird City Comics, we have two different exclusives that we're going to have there, a Miles Morales 42 and a Vanish book. So come and find us. Say hi. We'll be at the booth Thursday through Sunday all day. So, yeah, I'd like and to meet the you. They're the huh? only ones that have the Miles Morales 42 at the, yeah. at the con. So all, all the homies uh, in my Warriors, Pressable Defects, whoever, go out and say what's up to the lore of Bird City Comics and uh, make sure you 
patron their booth, whatever that is. But uh, Laura, I'll let you escape now. Our Dark Side Jedi says his goodbyes, and we said on okay. the intro, and then everybody head over to Near Nirvana. They're going to do a Werewolf by Night uh, thingy, Bobby Jigger. Dark Side Jedi, any last words? I'm excited about that Werewolf by Night, uh, and I'm also excited about it's October, so we got to figure out a date for the October auction it's the scariest auction on youtube with lords of long box so i'm ready should we just to, wait till black supports. friday or should we do two hmm well you know what it depends on what people's finances are like I'm, i could do two yeah, but we I can mean, talk yeah. about that at a later date eBay, um, after the video i do have a post- werewolf by night uh first appearance of werewolf by night though that i do yeah. want to sell so. so do i i have a slab mm-hmm. uh, 8.0 i and think a, so leave a comment after the video post if you Dang. want us to do an auction in october and november because we always do black friday that's a given so uh, see oh, if you want to if, if you want us to do black friday as well so uh till Ooh, like to, a halloween uh, See you guys tomorrow, actually, for uh, me and Mikey Sutton. We actually have a MonsterVerse long-term spec list from Marvel that they're go- moving forward on. Some may, um, one or two may have been in uh, War of My Night, but they're going to continue on. And this, I always say these long-term spec lists are pretty obscure, but this one, really It's obscure. a cool one, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so tomorrow it around 5 or 6. It makes me look up characters that I don't really know, and it's cool yeah. to learn about them. Yeah. So uh, next tomorrow around five or six p.m., we're going to do a live long-term spec list and uh, letters of long box from Mikey Sutton. So make sure you tune in. Until then, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Peace.